Shot Callers Magazine, and we are here with Meredith Allen, and very excited today. Uh, Meredith and I have been friends for a few years. Um, she has won many awards on speaking, including the International Public Speaker Contest in Las Vegas, and also has worked with Barbara Walters. Um, just got done uh, airing her It Factor show. Very excited. She has a lot of good friends, a lot of people in the business. Meredith, please tell, tell me about your speaking awards, because I didn't know much about them before. Well, thank you, Dennis. Um, I've always enjoyed speaking for charity and had a passion to inspire others from a pretty young age. But when a friend of mine asked me on a contest that weekend, I said, are you kidding me? Uh, it was a most humorous speech award. And I felt like it was very ambitious to try to be funny. <laughs> on short notice, um, and I had never competed in public speaking before, but uh, the day of the contest came, and I was sweating and terrified that not anybody would laugh at me, but as it turned out, people almost peed their pants when I shared stories, embarrassing moments, um, from being a TV anchor, which I have several of those, so um, anyway, I, I walked away with an award, and then it just, it was amazing, I kept uh, being submitted to compete, and in Toastmasters, when you compete in those contests, they actually send you places. So I got to go to California and many other places, and it, it's been an amazing run. I'm very thankful. It's, it's been a lot of fun, too. That's what you always have to remember is that public speaking has massive impact, but it can also be extremely fun. Well, I'm really excited because, I mean, you've been on what? Uh, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. Um, but my fiance, we were talking about it yesterday, and you're so real, you're so pure. And that's what I love working with people like you who are just, they're just normal people. Because I think people in our industry think that you have to be, you know, next level, whatever. And you're just such a normal person. I mean, we, we were fighting with the pool, trying to get the video working. It's, it's just beautiful to see. You're so kind. Well, you know, it's funny. I learned a lesson very early on because I have worked with people in television who have egos. Uh, but, you, you know, you have a choice to recognize that, for me, it's very humbling to think about how many people it takes when you're anchoring a newscast to put it together. And there's no room for ego when you're coming from your heart and you're sharing important stories or in news or broadcasts like that. Um, sometimes life-saving information, you know, when there's a storm coming, people are tuning in and turning to you. So I take it seriously, but I also recognize it's never about me. And I also think, and that's a good point that you bring up, Dennis, the reason that I won the International Public Speaking Contest was not because there weren't amazing speakers that I went up against. But looking back, I was the only speaker who made my speech about the audience. You know, I share personal stories whenever I speak, but the point is it's never just about me. It's about inspiring people for what's possible um, and most often ma making people recognize that making mistakes is so human and happens so often and often the greatest things come out of overcoming adversity. And that's what I love about you, Dennis. <laughs> you know, you're so motivated to continuously share everything that you've overcome and that you continue to battle. And, and then you even, I, as I remember, um, you've enlisted friends who overcome adversity with some of your books. So, you know, to me, that's what people really want to hear. They want to hear not just when you've made it, but how you got there, right? The, the one of the funniest things that I always tell people is I've learned everything the hard way, literally the hard way. So <laughs> one thing about learning it the hard way is that you will never forget that lesson. 
So if you go through it with dealing with whatever yeah. it is, um, it, it, you always remember the lesson. Yes, and I am so thankful for so many things. And I often say I am most thankful for my greatest mistakes because in those are the greatest lessons we learn. So it's a, it's a privilege, I think, to share that, whether it's in a book like you do so lovely, in, in, a, in a big way, obviously, um, and often doing broadcasts like this, and certainly through a magazine. So that's one of the reasons I love working in marketing and media so much. I think that's one of the best things that I see now, what's happening with like books and whatnot, is um, people who have done it are sharing their mistakes, are writing the books now, versus before, you know, we're experts. But now it's all, all sorts of people who are doing it, who are going out there. And here's what I did in business. Here's what I did. And here's what happened. And I love that about books now versus what they were about 10 years ago. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I think you have more access than ever. And the fastest growing audience in the world is online. So the medium we're on is perfect. Statistics show that the views for YouTube and similar kinds of video is increasing by 400% every year. And because I have, by the way, two cell phones in front of me, um, cell phones are so common and so popular. They're also, they're allowing people to access at any time in any place. Right now, you're catching me in the middle of a mastermind in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was able, although people at home would have no idea <laughs> what happened, but we, we, we changed locations three times. And with the technology, not of my computer, not of the Wi-Fi, but a hotspot, we were able to make it all work. So it's amazing uh, the beauty that technology opens up for us and all of the options we now have to share a story. In the olden days, it was just radio or the written word and everything has changed now. Digital magazines are amazing. So I'm very excited about the opportunity to be a part of it with you. And, and how exciting is it? I don't know about you, but like when I get up at like four o'clock in the morning or something, I can't go to sleep. How exciting is it that you can just like check through something and all of a sudden you end up reading something spectacular and you're just going through it and, and just learning something at whatever time it may be and then you go to bed. But, you know, it just that's neat to me. So It is neat. And the other part of that, which I love, is that I'm able to serve clients and reach audiences wherever they are. So if we have fans in India, Switzerland, I frequently have people tuning in from South Africa Things are limitless now, and, and so it allows you to live a limitless possibility in life because the technology is matching it, and that's the beauty of what I get to do because ultimately my greatest passion is sharing amazing stories like yours with overcoming adversity through the years and your amazing successes are truly inspirational, but the beauty of it is we get to pick from several mediums, right? So today we're speaking live in a broadcast and you can play it back later and many people are going to catch a replay and then in the future you can repurpose that into a magazine as you are starting to get into that space and so um there are just limitless opportunities for good news to get to you and i'm i'm one who's worked in i want to say the bad news but when you're in uh sitting on an anchor desk for instance at cnn you know you can't really the news control. one way or another right <laughs> exactly you know you can't control the news that's coming in there are fires murders earthquakes but you know we can control how we consume it now so we can choose to see heartwarming stories of inspiration and we can also choose as you and i do to share them with the world so it's a great gift and and so you're so modest too honestly meredith you're so modest about how good you speak how much you coach 
Um, you haven't even had to release a book yet, which is good for you. I've had to do it a bunch of times just to try to get something going. Um, but you're so modest about how good you are. Um, share with us a little bit of what the M factor is, because I'm so excited to hear it. And You're so sweet. Well, it's, it's touring around the world now. I just got booked. I'm very excited about this one uh, to speak for a keynote in Bali. But the M factor is actually my life story, uh, but it's, it's portrayed in a series of meaningful words that begin with M. The beginning of it starts with marketing, messaging, and mindset. And I know you and I share in the value of mindset because I think a lot of people get stuck on, um, if you have a business, maybe like, what do I do first? Do I do a website? You know, and I guide people through those treacherous waters every day. People get so stressed about their marketing. But what I think is fascinating is that it's the mindset that matters in the end. You know, what is your vision for your life, for your product, for your service? And then your marketing comes pretty easily because you just support your dream. So, right. you know, for someone like you, it makes perfect sense to have multiple books because you have so much to share and offer with the world and you're very generous and you like to include other stories and what you're sharing and offering to the world, which is, you know, why I feel privileged to be a part of this magazine and why I think Shot Callers is going to be amazing for the world to get behind the scenes access to people who are not only killing it, but care so much about lifting others up, inspiring, motivating, and I know that's your passion. So um, the M factor is literally the story of my life, but it's told in such a way that it's really not so much about me. I'm trying to share that there are possibilities of overcoming anything. And when you put the recipe of all these meaningful things together, that you can create magic in your life and in others' lives. So that's always a powerful thing. Well, I, and again, it's, it's such an honor to be your friend because I think so many people think it's this um, majestic, whatever it may be, to get from where you are to where you need to be. And really, it, it's like you said, you need to follow your story, what your goal is, and you just need to go after it. And, and that's what I love about you. It's not like, you know, I don't feel like I've talked to a lot of professionals who, you know, who have made it. And, and when you talk to them, it's just such a different conversation. Like they forget about where they've been at and you haven't forgot a single step. You always remember where you came from. And that's one of the things that I try to do myself is where you don't get, you don't let your head get too big. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, what's funny. Um, I always like to say people can and do make it big in this business, especially when I was working primarily in television and, but kindness is universal and the most important thing. And being humble it just feels good, recognizing that, you know, we all have our limitations, we all have struggles, but we can overcome them is a beautiful thing. But the truth of the matter is, I don't really enjoy watching people who aren't willing to be vulnerable and true. I designed my whole series, The It Factor, which is why I was so happy to have you. You're like a perfect example of somebody who is and talk about, you know, really hard things that you've overcome. But I think that makes you more relatable and honestly more likable because when people only see the finished product, they only see the success and none of what went into. And let's face it, success just doesn't happen by accident, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, often some grind. In my case, a series of huge mistakes, another big M word that I like to share. And, um, you know, I find it fascinating because I survey my audiences and I always like to ask, like, what was your greatest takeaway? Because I'm always learning as much as they are whenever I get on stage. 
And the most fascinating find has been that like 99.9% .9 of the time, what people love most about my speech are mistakes, that I actually share them own them and that I'm thankful for them. And I don't know how you feel, Dennis, but I am so thankful for all the hardship and adversity that I've been through. And believe me at the moment, sometimes you don't see it that way. But looking back, it opened up room for so many extraordinary good things to come into my life. So, you know, keeping it real, like I don't wish adversity or some of the things I've gone through on anyone. And I know you wouldn't wish health problems, you know, on, on your worst enemy. But it definitely strengthens us and it allows us to come from a place of not only um, love and kindness and understanding, uh, but obviously we try to share the love and that becomes inspiring and motivating to some people. Oh, couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, you, you have to learn the hard way. And I mean, there's a few of those mistakes I'd take back, but, um, you know, most you. of them learn from, yeah, just a small amount. Um, but, you know, I was very fortunate, like, my first 20 years of growing up, perfect family. I mean, my mom and dad were great, learned everything the hard way. My dad was very successful in business, but, you know, we would pitch manure and bale hay, and everything was, you got, we didn't get an allowance. You were paid for doing those things. And so if you did them, good for you. If you didn't, then you didn't get paid for it. And um, I, I, I was just talking to my dad about that yesterday, because I cherish it so much, because... I wasn't just handed out anything. And um, it, it keeps you humble and, and allows you to remember where you came from, which is really, really nice. I think that's what most successful people need to remember. Um, and the great ones do. I mean, yeah. you know. You know, and I don't often talk about this, but, you know, something that I think I will be sharing more more um, as I move forward is, you know, I lived in 27 homes before I went to college. Um my parents were opportunists. They were entrepreneurs, kind of like me, um, but things weren't always awesome. And my mother, however, was a magician at teaching not only positivity, but mindset. So I literally believe when I got to college that I was the luckiest kid in the world, because as my mother explained to me, most people don't get to have friends all across the United States. And us moving all over the place for these wonderful work opportunities for my dad allowed me to make friends and you know i'll never forget her telling me dennis talk about a master of mindset i mean do you imagine how sad it must be that some people just stay in the same house and only have the same friend <laughs> looking back i'm like wow <laughs> i believe that you know and um and so it just what is she doing now? I, she could come work for me. I could use that. <laughs> I know everybody could use a little positivity, right? Um, mom is retired now, but she's a she's getting a little restless. So I'll have to tell her that you you've <laughs> that you've definitely do so. That's awesome. That's uh, and she's wow, a fan. She actually I can't remember which book she read of yours. I, you've sent me a few through the years, and she's actually she told me to say hello. Her name is Barb. Okay, well, so you my know, mom, if you're watching, yeah. of course she'll be watching. She watches everything. Oh, well, I will definitely give her any hard copy she wants, and I'll even sign it. Not that it's worth anything, but... Of course it is. Are you kidding me? That's the thing. It's the beauty of life. Uh, you have a huge fan here in Los Angeles, not only in just me, but my mother, Barbara, as well. So yeah, That's for You just let her know. Anything she needs, I will send her, for sure. So. And I will say this, uh, speaking of what you need, uh, I want to refer back to what you were mentioning. It is kind of interesting that I haven't written a book. I've had an outline for years. 
And uh, Dennis, you and I were talking about titles, but you know, there, there is something really powerful nowadays uh, to, for a speaker to have more. You know, in life, we always want more abundance. We want more information. We want more inspiration. We want more motivation. So things like this magazine and uh, the ability to create multiple books, you can't, it has amazing value. And I think that there's an appetite for so much more. So I think that the M Factor is going to have a book coming out soon. <laughs> and well, I know you're the perfect person to help it. me. I was just going to record it and just put it and transcribe it, the, the video that we had today, and just send ah. it and be like, well, here you go, Meredith. I know you keep questioning it. Here's, cause oh, my it's goodness. Knowledge. It's, so, it's, it's so intense. It's just, I just want to put it into a book and just be like, uh, yeah, well, I, I got to know her when she did this. <laughs> Oh, stop. No, I think that, that reminds me of another thing that I've really recognized through the years and a piece of wisdom that I would like to share with somebody at home who has aspirations. Maybe it's not writing a book, but maybe it's starting a business or courage to leave a job that they hate. Uh, one of the things that I recognize is we create the chaos in our lives, but we also have the answers and the solutions. And I would say to you that the mindset of having no excuses has served me very well later in life. I had a lot of excuses when I was younger. I always had a dream of living and working in California, but I had a fear of the expenses or not knowing enough people or, you know, there are a million reasons not to live your dreams. But if you think about it, they're all excuses. And when I found the courage to put it all on the line, as I like to share, um, and in my case, sell everything and have a fresh start. It was like the floodgates opened, you know, last year I had the best year of my life financially. But the interesting part was I, I didn't feel happier um, because of the money. I felt happier last year because I finally found the courage to step into my dream and leave all my excuses behind. So to me, that's where the magic happens. So, so like, can, if we can go in depth a little bit more about that, because first time we talked, we, you didn't live in California. Yes. Um, when we first became friends, you didn't live there. And you just like, from following you, you just like, whoever you talk to, you just automatically were like, yep, good idea. <laughs> well, and it's the, actually, it's a funny story. Um, one of my public speaking awards allowed me to go to California. And my very good friend um, would probably be a lovely guest for you. She's one of the few women in the world who became a colonel in the Air Force. And uh, she's retired now. So she and I became lovely friends. And when I was, she saw me win the International Public Speaking Award. And then the next level um, for, I won another contest for ad-libbing, if you will. Um, and uh, they sent me to California. And everywhere I went, when we were in the contest, I was t making new friends and she was with me. And I would say to people things like, I love California. I can't wait to move here. And they'd say things like, oh, really? When are you moving? And I'd say, I'm not sure. And then they'd say, well, do you have a job here? And I'd say, no. So after three conversations like that, my friend Miriam pulls me aside and she's like, listen, you need to cut the crap. Stop telling people you may be moving to California and that you don't have a job lined up and that you still want to go anyway. She's like, you're not, it's just, it's just making you look like an idiot. <laughs> and she's just a really lovely cut to the chase military person. <laughs> and it kind of hurt me, and I was a little quiet for the rest of the contest period. And, and when I met people, I kind of changed my demeanor. And I went home, and I actually considered not going to California. I was talking to my family at the time who was in Las Vegas, and my mother was like, you can't leave. You have a in Las Vegas. 
you have so many clients that you serve and love locally, you know, why would you go to the most expensive place in the country, you know? And so we call that our, our excuses alert. It's, it's coming up. Everybody has an excuse not to do it. And then I have to tell you, I just, I woke up one morning shortly after all these conversations and I said, I love my mama, but it does not matter what my mother thinks. And it does not matter what Miriam thinks. I am going to California. And just as quick as that, I packed up and went sight unseen to a place in uh, Woodland Hills, California. And I've never looked back. And it was the best decision. It's like following your heart and your gut. You really can't go wrong. I mean, things haven't always been easy since I've been here. And it definitely is unbelievably expensive. But the bright side of more. So I think that, that that's probably why I made more money than I've ever made in my life last year, you know? So it's, it's very humbling to recognize that many people um, don't understand what your passion and dream is, and that's okay. Um, because following your heart 99.9% .9 of the time will serve you well. I, I love that because it reminds me of um, the quote where, you know, I don't know the answer to success or what it is, but I know that trying to make everybody like you is not the answer to success. So yes. you go for it, whether or not it works for everybody else, because most people aren't going to understand that. They just don't, aren't, aren't going to do it. Well, well, why would you upset this person? Why would you, you just have to do it. And, and the funny thing is that it all works out, in my opinion. You know, it really worked out amazingly for me. The second day I got here, I met the owner of the Women's Broadcast um, TV Network. I, the, one of my friends here who I am masterminding with connected us. Uh, she's a beautiful connector. I'm actually coming to you from the Leaders of Influence Mastermind in um, Scottsdale. And for the first time in my life, I'm staying in a mansion while attending an event. So it's been pretty exciting. Although the downside of that is that as we alluded to earlier in the broadcast we didn't have great connectivity because of the enormous thick walls <laughs> the, the, probably on purpose though. they don't want you to have to deal with all that work stuff at home they they just want to make sure you actually enjoy yourself and learn something <laughs> well um yeah i hope to partake in this lovely pool before i leave but at the end of the day i actually believe in education and i have a huge passion for recognizing as you were alluding to earlier that we're never um, gonna be good enough. We, we can always have room for improvement and bettering ourselves. And if I'm serving clients all over the world and trying to infuse excellence into their marketing, their messaging, their mindset, in the power of sharing their stories, then I need to live a congruent life. And so I need to continuously be growing and sharing. And so it's such an honor to do this show with you and, and be a part of the magazine. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited you're a part of it. So I guess I, get, I just got two questions for you and I'll let you off the hook so you can go to that pool. Um, <laughs> so what, what advice would you give? Like, what would you give advice as far as to an entrepreneur, somebody who wants to speak, a business leader? What advice would you give, like the biggest lesson that you've learned? And, and if you had to sit down with them, how you could help them? because um, we've all went through the hard times, what would be the best advice you could give them? Great question. There are a few things that come to mind, but first and foremost, um, that not only follow your heart, as we talked about a little bit, but when it gets scary, when it feels like you're so far out of your comfort zone that you don't know what to do, keep going. Um, the beauty in life is persistence and determination. And anybody who knows me knows that when I was a little girl, I always wanted to have a TV show. I always wanted to move to California. I always wanted 
public speaker and I wasn't always doing those things, but I am now. And it was not easy to make all of that happen. And it certainly takes time and energy to figure out what does serve you and what doesn't. But the key is to never, ever give up. And if, if I could emphasize anything, it's that even the people who love you the most, I mean, my mother did not want me to come to California, but now she is living with me here in California. She's totally done a 360. And uh, it's such an honor to see that change. And for her to say to me, like, I see so many possibilities, you know, and how she's excited about going to a new beach every weekend. You know, I'm right in the middle of where um, you can get to Malibu or Santa Monica, two of the loveliest beaches in California. So, you know, don't shortchange yourself. And whatever you do, my greatest piece of advice is never up on your dreams. You can change them. They change. Now my dream is to have a husband someday and children. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't like always. Meredith, why didn't you move here sooner now? Is that the? <laughs> is yeah, that, I know, right? You know? Exactly. I've been waiting for you to do this all your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and I'll, I'll say this. One other piece of advice that I would be remiss if I didn't share is that 99% of the world, this is something that was shared with me as, as a student, uh, does not set goals. So if you do, you are the 1% running ahead of the, the rest of the world. And when I was little, I wrote down a list that I wanted to have a talk show, that I wanted to move to California. So literally putting these things in front of yourselves and writing them down allowed me to achieve all of my goals that I ever wanted you know, early on in life. So now you get to set new goals. But I don't know that I would have achieved as much as I have or fulfilled so many dreams if I wasn't clear on that vision. And it's okay to change it. Sometimes you cross something off and say, okay, not doing that. Like I thought I might get married at 30 and have kids, but that didn't happen. So I get a new dream and, and it's yeah. going to be great how it turns out now. Yeah, God plan, God's plan is a little bit different than ours sometimes. <laughs> exactly, and that's okay too. But if you're congruent with your heart and you're serving people, in my case, I feel, and I feel like your work is the same. I mean, you help people with your finances. You help people with inspiration, which let's face it, everybody can use a little inspiration. And a lot of times people need help with their motivation. So your business is extremely important. I love working with you, Dennis. It's, it's, such, it's such a great opportunity to be a part of this show and all things that you do. So just keep in the back of your mind that I have a never say no policy to Dennis. <laughs> uh, well, I just, same here. I, I definitely have work with you as well. And actually, it's funny you bring up goals. That's number three on my list of things to bring up with you. And I have a goal seminar that I did. Um, and we mentioned that in the it factor. The people who write down their goals, it's just amazing the difference in their life. Yeah. I, I'm not saying great people <laughs> that write down their goals. Just people who write down their goals and where they come from and what they do by writing down their goals and where they get to, um, it's just a difference maker. It is. And, uh, you know, in California, we're a little more woo-woo than other parts of the United States. But I like to talk about manifesting when I, when I do my, man, my M Factor presentation because I'm very adamant that if you have the vision, if you are clear I mean, unbelievable opportunities happen. Um, I have a couple of friends here at the Mastermind that are very adamant. Uh, Tony Robbins has an has a, um, exercise that he walks people through every morning that, that allows people to step into their vision, close their eyes every day of their lives, and picture them achieving their goals. And right. I have a friend here who said that it has changed his life completely. 
he's now dating his high school sweetheart. And I mean, it's just so sweet. And, um, you know, so there's some real magic and power in being clear on your goals and then thinking that it is possible, allowing yourself to believe. Well, now I, I actually have a long story to talk to you about with that, but we won't do it on the show because we don't have enough time. But uh, <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. Um, but as far as manifesting goes, that's, I, I love it. Um, yeah, and if people at home are not familiar with that word, I recommend that they look up Abraham Hicks. She's my favorite to explain the power of, uh, she talks about words like vibration. Oh, <laughs> is it in the designing your there you life go. book? It, it quotes, it's actually, I think she's on the back. Oh, Abraham Hicks well, is in quote. <laughs> But uh, no, cool. no, no, I couldn't agree more. I, yeah, man. so she's a great resource. I listen to her YouTube videos. That's another secret to success. What is your morning routine? What do you fill your mind and your head with first thing when you wake up? Um, sometimes for me, it's Abraham Hicks. And sometimes it's Tony Robbins. Yeah. Uh, often it's Les Brown, my absolute favorite. So yeah, what, what are your favorites, Dennis? Yeah, no, he definitely is. And I remember his shoe story and everything. Uh, Abraham Hicks, on that topic, you know, what's funny is, is it's just so crazy the way it works and the way like she literally comes into a different person mentally when she's talking about manifesting and it's it's overwhelming and the first time you hear it you're like oh that's crazy and then you listen to it like three or four times you're like oh no yeah that for real <laughs> it makes perfect sense yeah it's pretty wild though and i feel well, like i'm not giving you enough credit for all your accolades but um Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It's credit to be part of this broadcast and Shot Callers magazine. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. Number one issue, you're it. So. Oh my goodness. So yeah. honored. Yeah, I <laughs> you will. Made my week. <laughs> you're, you're, you're there. You're going to be able to enjoy some pool time now. And um, that's all I have, unless you have anything you want to mention to leave our viewers with. Well, I just want to say that um, life is short. Your story has power, magic, and grace in it. And Dennis, nobody I know does a better job of continuing to share those beautiful stories. So please keep doing what you're doing. And I hope everybody who's watching has been a little bit inspired to recognize there are no excuses not to live your dreams. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Dennis. Thank you very much, Meredith. I greatly appreciate your friendship and everything you do for me. So enjoy the pool <laughs> and enjoy your mastermind. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, yep, we'll see you later.